0: This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 111. I'm your host, Matt Lyons, and on this week's episode, Adam Jones has a deal with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Does that matter for the Indians? Spring training cuts have happened twice so far. We'll take a look at who's been cut and, again, if it matters. Oscar Mercado is totally making the team. Going to be an all-star, going to the World Series, going to the Hall of Fame, whatever merit's wrong. He's not allowed to interrupt me in the intro, so I can say that all I want. Is Jason Kipnis finally okay? Uh, Tristan McKenzie's injury, and we'll answer your questions, of course. Joining me for all that and more is none other than Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing? Hi, I'm all right. How are you? <laughs> doing good. I, I'm doing good because Oscar Mercado is so good. Uh, That's he's only hitting, hitting
1: 278, and he only has eight RBIs. So I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at his. <laughs> Them I'm looking at his. I'm looking at his minor league numbers. I'm sorry, he has eight RBIs still, but he's hitting 448. Never mind. I'm back on the train. All right, here we go. <laughs>
0: I gotta oh, admit, okay. like when we looked at the his projections, I wasn't. I was like, "All right, maybe he's not so good." But now, I mean, Merritt, just get on this hype train with me. Just put oh, a foot you know, on it. I mean,
1: listen, I've I've long said that eventually one of these outfielders is going to hit right. <laughs> like it was supposed to be one of three guys, and they traded one of them, and the other one can't hit a high fastball, and the other one keeps on running into walls. So it's got to be somebody else. And then I thought it was going to be that guy that they traded for from the cardinals you know what i'm talking about was like oscar mercado no there's a different cardinals (laughs) they traded for um this is gonna bug the hell out of me for a couple days now suffice to say i thought it was gonna be him and i thought it was gonna be someone else and then a third guy and a fourth guy and so you know what at this point yeah i think it's time we all just hopped on the oscar mercado
0: (laughs) uh train I mean, yeah, is this I mean, just normal spring training hype season, or it seems like everybody's excited about all the outfielders now? Tito really loves Trace Thompson. He said about his athleticism and height, and I'm pretty sure he said large size at one point, but he seems really excited about Trace Thompson, um, or Oscar Mercado, obviously is off to a good start statistically in spring training. Um Is this just blatant spring training garbage hype, or is there maybe, maybe something here finally with one of them, you think?
1: I mean, obviously, yes, it's all just garbage. Uh, trash spring training trash, but I mean the fact is, you know, th- these guys aren't probably not terrible players. If you look at Trace Thompson's numbers so far in the major leagues. I think he was worth negative one wins above replacement yesterday. So one win or last year, so one win below replacement. Um, I think he had an eighteen OPS plus. So you know, that's not great. It's almost twenty. But uh, so here's what I was thinking about this, and it, it kind of dovetails in with uh, Mercado as well. And it makes me think of Tim Anderson, of all people, with the the White Sox, their, their shortstop. Tim Anderson is admittedly not a very good hitter. Uh, he's glove-first kind of guy. But he's also a supreme athlete who didn't start playing baseball until like this, until like until high school. And he made a big leap, comparatively, this past season um, by tapping into that athleticism by, to adjust his swing, to just get better at things. If, it's... it's Simultaneously, I guess, easy and hard to project athleticism because it's about how they tap into it. Also, you you see it, ha- you see what these guys can do in a raw sense, and you're like, well, they could become anything they wanted to be. So, that's all a long way of saying I understand the excitement for Trace Thompson. I understand the excitement for Oscar Mercado. I mean, they're strong, fast, big guys who can you know hit the ball hard and run fast and do all the good stuff. So, yeah, I mean. One of them's got a
0: hit, right? Shoot. <laughs> You'd hope so. And at one point, Trace Thompson was like a legit potential superstar the White Sox had. He's just one of a million that have completely collapsed for them, <laughs> not just in the outfield, but everywhere, it seems like. So one of the few things I think is like almost telling in spring training is baseball reference has this cool thing called quality of opponent, which is it's on a 1 to 10 scale and it basically rates like a 10. is It's it's the, uh, the quality of whoever you face. So like a 10 mm-hmm. would be all major leaguers, 9 is AAA and so on. Um, the highest, which that was kind of funny, is poor Melky Cabrera. 20, and among players, at least 20 plate appearances. Uh, Melky's in Pittsburgh now. He has an 8.8. So he's mostly faced almost Major League batters. Um, the majority are in the 7-8 range. And Oscar Mercado, for what it's worth, is a 6.7. So he hasn't faced, like, the best hitters and it's in 29 plate appearances. So even if he had faced the best, it's still not that indicative of how well he's going to hit in the majors or anything. But, I mean, I guess a hot spring is a hot spring, but it doesn't well,
1: mean... And that's lot. the thing. I mean... I, I was trying to piece something together with this with Clevenger earlier today. I mean, he was really, really good last year, and he had a pretty good spring prior to that. So, I mean, you you start, and I think we do this every single spring. We try and find some sort of hint of what the, the coming year will bring, you know? But then you pull up like, I don't know, just to pick a name out of a hat. Corey Kluber's uh, 2014 spring. He had a 560 ERA. Uh, he allowed... 17 earned runs in 27 innings and then he won a Cy Young that year this then uh you know in 2017 when he won another Cy Young he 617 ERA uh what eight 16 earned runs in 23 and the third innings so
0: yeah I feel like you can find an infinite number of combinations of this where a player has right. a bad spring and a great season or a great spring and a bad season which right. literally makes it <laughs> worthless
1: so yeah, like with a guy with like Mercado, I mean, what what do we see out of him? We see that he's hitting the ball very hard, and he's hitting a lot of home runs. Now, eventually, it's Arizona; the ball flies out there. Um, he stole a base—that's pretty good. He's got eight RBIs, so he's on pace for 160 ish over a full season. Uh, and then he's got a four forty eight uh batting average. So, obviously, with no walks, so obviously, who the fuck knows? Quite <laughs> honestly.
0: Does so it like, matter where you're hitting as far as exit velocity? Does like hitting in Arizona make it leave the bat faster?
1: Well, no, it's just the or air no. is thinner. So oh, it, yeah, would go, okay, yeah. it would go further, obviously. Um, yeah, I don't think we have exit velocity information from Arizona at all. Do they have Statcast stuff down there? I don't even know. I, I, I just, no, I saw I it just,
0: for Mercado's home run. He had,
1: Oh uh, really? Okay. So yeah. Yeah, I think I, it's I,
0: just like really basic stuff. They would have had to quit a few years ago. It's not like the stuff that's going in every stadium right now, but right. Exactly. They're not tracking every
1: single movement of every single right. item. So yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the question is Is Mercado going to make the team? I think is because, and I think this is something we're probably going to get to anyway. So we might as well just get to it now. But uh, the outfield is the, the starting outfield is already locked in, which means there's only really space for one more guy and it's probably already eaten up anyway. Right.
0: Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I agree with it. As fun as it is to buy into the Mercado hype, like I think he's probably going to start in AAA. I think he's I, the insurance if Leonis Martin can't play. Mm-hmm. for any reason, and I think he's the the future center fielder, at least for his defense, but I think this year it's going to be Leonis Martin pretty much always in the Well, center.
1: that's the thing. I mean, he's also got Greg Allen in front of him, which I mean, say what you will about Greg Allen I don't know. I don't know what you want to say about Greg Allen. I think he's a pretty good center fielder. He was one of the better outfielders defensively for the Indians last year, for all the guys they churned through, and he started hitting in the second half. I mean, I, I think he'd find more of a home in right Maybe because right now it's Naquin, uh, but um, and and then maybe Luplo as well. Uh, Jake Bowers, I think, is going to make the team regardless, so he's going to find a home in one of three positions. Especially now with Hanley Miras in the fold, so I don't know. I, I I would think that, and we I think we talked about this last week. the The Indians are going to be very focused on run prevention this year, which means. Good defensive outfielders, which means guys like Mercado may have a a you know a a leg up on guys like Naquin who are not very good defensively and are there for their bat. When the bat's not doing anything, then what's the point of of Naquin as a whole, right? So, right, like you said, yeah, he's definitely an insurance policy of sorts for, um, Landos Martín. But I think Martín would be fine.
0: Oh yeah, I do. Yeah,
1: it's more just, I don't know hoping that one of these young guys hits again. He, he's, he's yet another lottery ticket that they've pulled, so we'll see how it goes.
0: Now, this all sort of dovetails nicely into Adam Jones signing with the Arizona Diamondbacks today for a one-year $3 million deal. Of course, the Indians Twitter was partially upset about this because a lot of Indians Twitter wanted the Indians to sign Adam Jones, who can't play center field. I guess I say shouldn't play center field, is maybe a corner outfielder, but the Diamondbacks say he's going to play all three positions, which is going to be bad, probably. But I don't really see this as a big loss for the Indians at all. I never thought they should have gone out and got him. Um, I think he, since he's on the Diamondbacks, there's a chance he's going to be available at the deadline anyway. So if the Indians like desperately need a bat and he's having a great season, they can just get him then. <laughs> or there's going to be better outfielders they can probably get at the deadline mm-hmm. in general. And I don't think they're going to miss um, his, his bad defense or his bat, which their platoons are projected to pretty much be as good or better than Adam Jones' bat will be. I think he is a great person and a great, great leader, but the Indians don't lack that in any way even just Leonis Martin on his own is probably the kind of leader that you can get out of Adam Jones. And of course the Indians already have Francisco Lindor and Jason Kipnis and all these veteran guys. You have to remember last year, they were like the oldest team in baseball. So they are not starving for veteran leadership anymore like they were at one point. Um, so I don't think it's a big loss to not have Adam Jones, even though I get the hype that he's a named player that everybody knows and. I think the Indians outfield, like we've said a million times, is going to be just what it is, and Adam Jones doesn't really move the needle that much for him.
1: No, I think you're 100% right. There was a piece in Fangraphs today or yesterday or whatever. Um, I guess it must have been today. Uh, and it, I mean, it, it was just pointing out it was about him and how Martin Maldonado both uh, signed contracts. But Adam Jones just wasn't very good last year. In fact, over the last three years, he is <clears> – <throat> Basically a league average bat with a 101 uh, wrc plus, and uh, he's never walked that much, and the power has kind of slipped a bit, especially playing and even playing in you know, a, you know a kind of a more of a hitter spark in camping Yards. Granted, you have to go against three very 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 good pitching staffs, you know, uh, what 19 times each in the Yankees, Red Sox, and uh, Rays, but he just hasn't been very good the last couple of years. He was below average last year. I think some uh, it was a Dan Siborski article he mentioned. He was the 14th worst qualified hitter in 2018 with a worth 0.5 wins above replacement. So it's just, he doesn't have a, you know, he doesn't have big time splits. He doesn't really bring anything to the table aside from that attitude. And that's not a thing, like you said, that's not a thing that they need because it's more what you bring in when you're trying to rebuild. You know, that's that was the role that a Mike Napoli played um nat also brought a bat for at least half the season and that's just not i mean adam jones hasn't been really a very good hitter in i guess 2014 was probably his best really good year One, 117 wrc plus he was a 4.7 wins above replacement guy then slipped down to 111 and 3.4 then 98 and 2 then 107 and 1.7 he just i mean he's declining it's this is just what a decline looks like and I'll be I'll I'll be honest. At first, I was like, yeah, why why shouldn't they sign him? But the numbers don't make any sense. There's there's no reason to sign this guy because all he's going to do is clog up the outfield when they can. I'm sure any I'm sure one of these guys can pull off what he'll inevitably produce in 2019. I don't know who it'll be or what it'll be, but I'm sure
0: one of them can do it. I like your point that this is the kind of guy you bring in when you're rebuilding because I keep seeing the the parallels to having a Mike Napoli or Jason Giambi. How important they were. But those teams, like the 2013 team, I guess is mostly this core, but they didn't really get established for a couple years later. And Mike Napoli helped establish the 2016 team into what it is now, but they don't need that guy to come in anymore. They have all these players who have been in the playoffs multiple times. And if you're to the point where you still need a veteran to come in and help, I think you're going to be in a little more trouble than just needing somebody's bat. right i mean
1: we've heard about how you know it's just acclimating to the the major league world is hard and they they, the two young future superstars coming through who needed that that you know that boost i suppose in addition to all the pitchers and whatnot so i don't know i just i'm glad he i'm glad he got a deal i just don't think the indians were the place that it should be because there's just again there's just no space For, for for a team that has no outfielders there's no room in the outfield for anyone right now because they're they're just trying to see something that sticks. Unless it's gonna, I mean, unless they're gonna get someone truly legit, you know, it's it's it, it's just trying to paper over a problem with garbage. So yeah,
0: yeah. And I think the big the big point is that we're we're both happy that Adam Jones got a job somewhere. He deserves to play. Yeah. Somewhere like to help a rebuilding team. Maybe the Diamondbacks won't just flip him at the deadline. Maybe they'll keep him to help the rebuilding team. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to go to the Diamondbacks. They're not going to compete. So. <laughs> That's why I think that that's probably the goal, right, for them is to just flip him at the deadline um, to some to hope that he – like what the Royals did with Mike Moustakas last year to the, the Brewers. I'd assume that's what they're doing because I don't think they're going to try to win a World Series with Adam Jones playing every outfield position and Paul Goldschmidt gone. and Oh, poor yeah, is that Greinke's still quick. there,
1: man. Jesus, oh, got Patrick Corbett's <laughs> gone. Woo, they, uh, they got bad quick. <laughs> they're going to be – they will be in fifth place this year, won't they? Wow, that – a turn they
0: will yeah who do they possibly pass they're not going to pass the padres anymore i don't think
1: no i mean i think the padres make a leap despite the best efforts of uh eric Hosmer, and then uh <laughs> i mean the giants might still stink you know they're just a bunch of old guys and they lost when they're you know they're just they're, they're just getting worse too so they
0: think it may be a little th- bump for the last year their manager right like
1: yeah maybe a little it, it, or something i don't know it'll be a battle for the basement by those two so yeah
0: yeah um so so far in spring training uh, it's it's the games are terrible uh one of the they're the not terrible
1: we've been over this it's they're just, worthless <laughs> lots of things are wor- ultimately it's all <laughs> worthless
0: matt damn <laughs> well that was that was uh end of days looking there yeah you know um but there were a couple cuts this is where i i always think the interesting where to see where the indians heads are for for rosters maybe not the early ones because they're usually obvious but as you get in like the second round of cuts the third round of cuts As it gets closer to trimming down to a 40 man roster. So last week, the Indians, the first round of cuts was Bobby Bradley, was the real notable one there. Rob Kaminsky, um, Sam Hendages, maybe had an outside chance. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think that, I mean, like the, the, oh, you just did for Bobby Bradley. Did anybody really think he was going to be in the majors? He's 22. He struck out a ton last year. This is not Jesus Aguilar again quite yet. I think he's got plenty of time to figure it out. Again, he's 22 in AAA. Um, He has the power. I thought it was kind of interesting that Tito said last season, he thought last season, Bobby Bradley thought he came in too thin. And this year Tito said, quote, he went the other way a little bit this spring, which is a nice (laughs) way of saying he was not in the best shape of his life. Big old beef Uh, boy. Yeah. In general, Tito does not sound very optimistic about Bobby Bradley. I guess in that way, it's another Jesus Aguilar, but in general, I don't think it's too terrible that he's not here. Who in their right mind expected Bobby Bradley to beat out Carlos Santana or um Jake Bowers or even Hanley Ramirez if he's going to be effective I don't think it's a big deal he's not here um the second round of cuts there's a big surprise here I oh, think
1: just real quick oh, last yeah. year Terry Francona said that yeah Yandy Diaz would be anchoring the offense for years to come going oh, on god. moving on <laughs> moving on
0: so what you're saying is put a lot of weight into what Terry Francona says about I'm everything saying that Francona. Bobby
1: Bradley's going to be a god offensively <laughs> a god <laughs>
0: Uh, we're going to have issues if it happens three times i think if yandy <laughs> diaz we're going to have fighting words with tito at this point somebody in the front office has to know if this happens three times in a row like
1: <laughs> someone's got to get fired right like
0: <laughs> if what so that's an issue what if they're all three all-stars in the next few years and everybody mostly is still around does anybody take the heat for that or do you all just assume it's all oh, just random chance they went somewhere and they were better
1: at that point, I don't know, man. Like we got <laughs> that gets really depressing at that when we you're feeling gigantic half guys go and they, all an, they all won the all they all and two won an MVP.
0: Ugh. Weirdly enough, all these three guys with massive arms didn't stick around in the Indians and were good at other places. It's weird. We, uh, you know what? We
1: Don't know what to do with guys who can who are naturally strong. <laughs> what we need is small people who suddenly turned into I don't know superhumans.
0: So the most unfortunate thing about the second round of cuts was today. Um, Yu Chang is kind of an interesting one. He was a shortstop. He's the one a lot of people thought would be the starting shortstop with Lauren Lindor out, but he's going, he had a finger injury that kind of delayed him. So they're sending him away now. Ben Taylor, who Tito seemed to like a lot is gone. Two of the best names on the Indians are now no longer <laughs> going to start the the season in the majors. Brooks Pounders, right-handed pitcher. He's son gone. of a bitch <laughs> and right-handed pitcher, pitcher Asher Wajikowski. The one who with the the extremely long name, who's probably the reason the Indians had to get rid of the name plates on their jerseys. I, I, I wish know that's how to the pronounce
1: case. <laughs> Polish names, obviously. Watch, not.
0: How do you Wajakowski? Wajik, well, I'm not Wajik. saying
1: I know how to. I'm just saying you, you're, you're doing bad. I'm. Stuff.
0: It's Ashley Wajak. Hold on. you've made me. We're gonna go pronounce
1: uh, pronunciation. I'm already there. <laughs> oh, wait, ready Hold on. Oh, I thought there was a pronunciation table on a baseball reference. Damn. Hold on. Did, I think it's Wajichowski. Wait, hold on. Can you
0: get oh. Oh.
1: oh yeah, Wojowski. Wojciechowski.
0: Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean. So we we're both way off. But either way, he's gone.
1: Yeah, close enough.
0: Either way, yeah. Mike Poppy is also in there. But the the, the most important one is Yu Chang. He's not going to be starting um shortstop. That leaves pretty much um. We're not quite to questions yet, but Joel Hammond asks, Ryan Flaherty's going to make the roster, isn't he? Oh, he and is, the answer man. I want to give through tears is yes. Ryan Flaherty is probably the starting opening day shortstop.
1: Ugh.
0: Curse you, Lindor. Um, it's either him, um, Max Maroff, or Eric Stamets. Mike Freeman is technically still around, but he's going to start in the lower level, so he's not. Also, we got a lubricant injection in his knee, so he's not going to be around. Um, it's going to be Mike Flaherty. That's our, that's our future, away. Merit.
1: I mean, that's not the... It's the near future. Well, it right.
0: is the near future, yeah. The future of opening day, which is the only future I care about right now.
1: Yeah, I guess he is going to be the starting shortstop. So, we have that going for us. Um, What did I say in an article a couple days ago? They have one and a half bats to start the season now. So, that's, this is all looking
0: great. It's um, I think Jake Bauer. It's like one and a half, what do you have? Jose Ramirez and like half of Carlos Santana? Yeah. Or what was your half there?
1: Pretty much Carlos Santana, yeah.
0: <laughs> I count Jake Bowers. He's going to be decent, I think. We'll
1: see. We'll see how it goes.
0: Leonis Martin, maybe? I don't
1: know. They're really bad at developing corner infielders, though. Remember, we, we just got over that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jason Kipnis. We'll talk about him in a minute. Maybe he's another one.
1: But yeah, they're cuts. They're, they're cuts that you're not um, not supposed to get surprised over because you know, one was hurt and the other guys are young. And really, many yeah. of them just aren't good enough. It's... That's the facts. I mean, my cat's trying to claw the door open, so I got that going for me. <laughs> but,
0: but Brooks Pounders, that's a good name. It's
1: damn shame about Brooks Pounders, though. <laughs> damn shame. There's a couple of those guys kicking around, just like, oh, I couldn't make it this time, huh? Next time. There's someone in the Royals farm system that, that has a great name as well, whose name is escaping me now. I'm just going to find it randomly during during this conversation, and we'll... we'll and ah, just blurt ah, it out ah, in the middle of ah, ah. talking
0: about Jason Kipnis. <laughs> yep. So we can talk about Jason Kipnis. He was was it last week where he had a good couple games and everybody was all of a sudden he's back. (laughs) This is all star Jason Kittness again. Now he's not very good again, but I mean, again, it's spring. It doesn't matter a whole lot, but his big issue last year was very clear. If you look, I was going to write a post about like trying to find what his issue was last year. And if we can look very granularly at spring training and see if he's working on it, but like his issue was so obvious, just hitting the ball too high without enough velocity. He has like, Mm mid 80s exit velocity and he's his angle is just like slightly too high so it's just all pop outs and yeah he pulls the ball more so when it's on the ground he, he's getting over shifted mm-hmm. i mean it's it's really clear what the issue is and it's hard to tell in spring training if he's working on it just because there's no video of freaking anything so right <laughs> it well, ended up going I, nowhere
1: i mean i'll be only ground out and air out rates and things of that nature but one can hope i guess you can't just change your entire swing that you've been doing for your entire life in no
0: time so that's what he, It looks like he tried to do in the last two years, though. Right, and that's, that's what I'm the saying. Problem. It, and yeah. and it,
1: it could just be taking a while. You know, I mean, sometimes it's just one little tweak. Sometimes it's a bit harder. I mean, and, and we talked earlier about athleticism and how that's a, such a a vital aspect of the whole, you know, being able to make big changes like that. And are we going to sit here and call Jason Kitmus the supreme athlete? I don't know. Yeah, probably. He's way better at anything than I'm athletic than I'll ever be, but. I don't know. I don't think he's as athletic as a Francisco Lindor, perhaps, or a, you know, a Tim Anderson, anything like that. So maybe it's just it's taking a while. And like you said, I don't know. I, mean, I, think he was, I think two years he was a little bit hurt too, and wasn't he? Didn't didn't he come into the into the season with a bit of a strain as well this this past year? Maybe. He was
0: hurt last year too. Yeah, I think it was all season he had a hip injury. So
1: yeah, so that's something. Uh, it's it's hard to glean any real information yet, but. This is going to be a thing we're just going to start bitching about in four months, basically. He's still terrible. Uh.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's completely unrealistic to be excited about him. Maybe maybe no, not 2016, not Jason Kipnis, but being pretty good again. If he was injured all last year and he could still, if he can hit just harder with how he was hitting it last year, he could be yeah. getting those balls out of the park this year.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I'm with you 100% on that. I, I I think he'll be better this year. I don't know why I think that. It's I mean, part of his optimism, part of it is I just, we haven't heard anything about him. Which is a positive, healthy, or you know, health or otherwise. So, the fact that he, you no, know, he was he was below average last year, but no, wasn't you know demonstrably below average. He was almost a two win player. So, if he's able to, like you said, hit the ball a little bit harder with with similar loft, maybe that eighteen home runs turns into twenty three, and that on base percentage takes a you know a twenty point bump to three thirty five. We're not talking like he's going to be winning, you know all-star positions here and like that, but we're looking at something closer to his 2016 season than his last two years. And that's really all you, it sucks to think after the, after what he was doing his first couple of years, but that's really all I'm looking for here. You know, I'm I'm looking for a guy who hits 275, 343, 469. And is a good, you know, second half of the order hitter. That's all. That's
0: yeah. When you have this rotation and Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor, I guess that's really all you need is just, right. I mean, a bunch they don't, of role players enough.
1: They don't need they don't need dominance from top to bottom of the of the lineup. It would be nice to have because whoever wins the World Series here is gonna have that. But you know, you need capable at bats, I guess. You know. Guys who are above average and able to at least, you know, scrape a hit out against an all star pitcher every now and again.
0: All right, Mayor. it's time to panic. The, oh. Um <laughs> not sure if you saw, but last week, Tristan McKenzie, he's out indefinitely. Which is a very scary thing to say, <laughs> but it's it really just the back. I don't know why they would list like. Just give the man some kind of timetable. Saying the word indefinitely is terrifying.
1: He's dead. Oh god.
0: <laughs> but Tristan McKenzie, he has a back strain. Um, this hurts. I guess his his chance to be in the majors this year his early back, on. Obviously, it hurts his back. It's good that it's not an arm injury, unless it's an injury from overcompensating something for his arm. Mm-hmm. That could be a like a chain of events that's not great. But I think most of all this hurts the Indians' is trade around the the trade deadline. I've always thought if they're going to make some kind of big boost forward um, at the deadline, some kind of move, Tristan McKenzie is the one you dangle out there and just ride the rest of your rotation for now. Um, but if he's going to be hurt for most of the year leading into the trade deadline, it's going to hurt them there. And it's going to hurt the fact that maybe he could have been a big bullpen arm late in the season into the playoffs. So yeah, I guess we'll just see. I hate the word indefinitely. I <laughs> wish there was some kind of... I mean, our back strains usually this bad? Isn't it usually this? They just come back eventually. I don't. I guess there should be happy the Indians aren't rushing him with their recent history of the calf apocalypse happening and. Uh,
1: Danny I don't know what, I mean, we don't know what part of the back. You know what I mean? I am mean, yeah, just I so think many just things. Back,
0: yeah, well, in upper that back. Case, I-
1: Oh, okay i was gonna say if it's just lower back that could just be a hamstring issue in which case i am not really know that word at all but if it's an upper back thing then i don't even know man the the backbone's connected to the leg bone or something
0: <laughs> i mean but... that this is that where you get injured if you're overcompensating for something weird with your elbow and your mechanics maybe or
1: no i mean i, I think know. that'd be more of a shoulder thing really i mean if it's more of a shoulder i mean i don't know if it's like a middle of the back thing maybe he's just Working out too hard and trying to put more weight on, like that's the thing. Like we don't know how it happened during throwing, during working out, things like that. You know what I mean? He could have, just, I don't know, strained a. Let's
0: see. Let me Google
1: muscles. Yeah, because that's one of the big Trained things. Like Everybody says you need to
0: put on more muscle and get some weight because the man is just right. what is he like? Six, five, six, six, and one sixty.
1: I mean, he could have strained a a rector spinae, or a rhomboid, or a teres major, or, or a latissimus dorsi.
0: That's oh, so impressive craziest. you know that just from memory, Merit. I'm really I'm well, really impressed.
1: Well, I am a back doctor in my spare time. <laughs>
0: back doctor. Uh, is that the official term for it, a back doctor? It's uh, like back to miss doctor, is there?
1: Or... Oh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I do backiotomies every now and then. I'm not, I'm not what you might call <laughs> licensed, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know. You call
0: license i just replace some backs every once in a while yeah, just every, every now and then in. you just
1: do a quick swap out for a guy <laughs> you know, a little
0: just... bit it's like a mattress you flip it over and it works a little yeah, better yeah
1: head down to the <laughs> moor grab a few backs find some people <laughs> and slap them in there there you go they're fine <laughs> they're dead people they don't need backs but yeah i don't know again we don't like if it, i don't know looking at the be- muscles of the back perhaps if it's this muscle that my, my, my mouth is currently over oh yeah that one where the, where the little arrow is pointing to just muscles, which I don't know what that muscle is. Who knows? I, I don't, I'm not going to get all worked up over it. Because it's not the, it's, it doesn't say shoulder. And that's really the only thing I really care about when it comes to pitchers. Once their shoulder starts going, you're like, well, that's all, it's all going to hell now.
0: Right. Yeah. That's elbow you know,
1: no one cares about it because you can just you know slap any one of those in, but the, the shoulder being what it is, it's just such a, you know, a super joint, you know,
0: or in Tristan's case, not a super joint. No, yeah. no it's his elbow, so his shoulder, spines so it's a super joint. So.
1: Yeah, we don't know. We don't know yet. All right, yeah. quit, quit jinxing,
0: jinxing <laughs> stuff. Damn. And I guess it's good that, kind of like Michael Brantley, this isn't a repeat injury of the same thing. This yeah. is his back now. It was, what was it last year? Was it a forearm injury? Something that he had that shut him down at the end? Yeah, I think it was.
1: I know it wasn't as bad last so that's spring. Why, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I guess it's good that it's not the same thing over and over again. He's just a young guy throwing a bunch of baseballs and he's hurt a little bit. So,
1: okay. Yeah. Again, like you were saying about, uh, about Bradley or Bobby Bradley, he's still very young and it's just, this is what happened. Pitching is hard. You know, it's, it's one of the most strenuous things you can do to a, you know, with a human body and, if this can't be right, he can't still only weigh one hundred and sixty five
0: pounds. That's like what it he's says? Tw-
1: he's twenty one years old. <laughs> you have to put some weight on. Jesus Christmas.
0: <laughs> he is really skinny. It's gonna. Ha- it's gonna happen eventually, I think. I- maybe it's just Chris Sale, and he can just survive on it and be
1: maybe. be fine. And, I don't know. Yeah, and pitch two thirds of a season and never win a Cy Young. So I don't know.
0: <laughs> and cut up some jerseys. Yeah, I just can't but- pretend to know that, like. I'm not smart enough to know the muscle ratio you need to not be injured all the time. I'm sure you can get well, by. Well,
1: let me tell you something. You need to really need to work on your latissimus dorsi a little bit more. <laughs> and your trapezius, obviously. And uh, buff up your dorsal Yeah, you see, Yeah, you sl- Yeah, slap up the rhomboids a little bit. <laughs> Ignore the terrace major. It's a fake muscle that was made up by, I don't know, uh, who's someone who plans to- The Bilderbergs to trick us into... Uh, <laughs> Actually, it could be the Terrace Major. That's a muscle right here. It's mm. a small muscle of the shoulder joint. Oh, God. What if it's that muscle? Mad I freaked myself out.
0: <laughs> Quick, close the screen. Don't oh keep God. looking.
1: It's going to get terrifying. I, I blame the trilateral commission.
0: <laughs> so any are the last thoughts before we get to spring training? In a week, we're going to have technically the Mariners start their season, um, which I guess is, is fake international opening day. But we're about, what is it, 17 days away from real opening day. So we'll have two more podcasts before it. Good lord, we're still in the middle of spring training. It's just the beginning. <laughs> Any other final thoughts before we get into questions? Just about these first couple weeks, or what you've seen, if you've managed to watch a game, or
1: well, you know, I mean, Trevor Bauer's changeup is going to be really stupid to people. That's going to be a mean thing to throw to at batters. Is. Woo,
0: baby! Didn't he only throw that for an inning? Like it was just his changeup, and it still uh, worked.
1: I mean, for, I think for his first couple of starts, he's only going fastball changeup. But his, um I think it was his second start. He gave up a home run to uh god damn it uh, former met i can not remember his name now offhand now but then he came back the next guy just threw like three straight chains up and just struck the guy out it moves so much my word yeah so that'll be really neat and then he'll probably win a Cy Young this year or you know get another freak uh, injury yeah and then just <laughs> it, and other than that just reading uh headlines like uh what was that one about Carlos Carrasco the other day uh Carrasco feels effective in cactus debut he gave up like like three home runs or three runs or something like that. <laughs> I, was effective. Like, I was like, all right. I mean, he does this all the time. He gets <laughs> bombed in the first inning and a half, and it just doesn't give anything up. For, and it ends up going seven innings, two runs. You're like, good. You really made my, my heart hurt for a minute there. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I wish I could watch more Shane Bieber. I can't. I want to see if he has a, a changeup, but I don't know if he does not or, or yet not.
0: Yeah, and one of the most, if you've ever listened to the the baseline or driveline podcast, they have a really cool just listening to him to talk about how pitchers craft pitches now, which I'm assuming is what Trevor did. Like look at his fastball and the profile of it yeah. and then building the change up off of that. Yeah. Like that. if that works, that's, that's really cool that you there can just like, look at your pitches and just craft a new pitch. There
1: was someone, I was reading an article about, I don't remember who it is now, damn it. They were, but they, they had like one of the highest spin rate fastballs in baseball last year. But because the, of the, of how they throw it, it's like, it doesn't have a perfect, uh, vertical axis so it doesn't actually it's not actually valuable to have it have such a high spin rate like there's there's no it's it's not getting that you know that kind of that ride to it i guess that, that say a justin verland uh pitch that because he, he has more of like a more of a three quarters over but it was very interesting to read things like that you know it's, it's like when but the pitchers recognize these things and uh i don't know like you said it's how they build pitches and then the fact that he's he's crafting his change up. In, in conjunction with, you know, stealing stuff from uh, Strasbourg and also crafting it off his basketball. It's very
0: frightening. <laughs> it's wonder, frightening in a good way. It's frightening for us in our...
1: You wonder how guys get hits ever, you know? I right, mean, yeah. you, you watch some of these great pitchers and you're like, damn, how these guys ever get hits? And you realize, oh, they're mutants. That's why. They're, they're fucking mutants. <laughs> all of them. They have 20, they have 20, 10 vision and hands that move at the speed of light. So...
0: Yeah, we hear about all these advances that pitchers are doing and all this stuff, but hitters are just left to deal with it. <laughs> just get better at seeing it, I guess, is your only I real mean, hope. I mean, basically,
1: that's the thing. I, I've I've always thought this about about hitters just in general. I mean, I'm never going to get mad at a at a hitting coach because they're only teaching reaction, and you can't you can't coach that. You know what I mean? Coaching pitching is so much easier. You can't just say swing harder. You know, swing faster. I mean other than you know don't swing down on the ball but keep your like eye that. on the ball no eye <laughs> like, on the ball you, you know like like, like like in a very real sense there's not a i don't know <laughs> this feels a little disparagement there's not a, a huge difference between my my little league coach <laughs> and, <laughs> and Ty Van Berkeley over here <laughs> i mean damn nah swing swing better <laughs> Yeah, it's hard
0: because, I mean, most of these there's guys already have their – unless you're just making a small adjustment to swings, I guess. It's hard to –
1: I mean, and that's really it. I mean, a lot of it's got to be ego-stroking and things like that too, just to make sure you guys feel comfortable because, like, even more so than being a manager or, or a pitching coach or a bullpen coach, be, being a hitting coach, I bet is it, there's lots of – like being a psycho a psychoanalyst. So. Yeah, it's not that hard to imagine, like,
0: um, the, the idea that the ball looks like a beach ball once in a while and it looks really small. It's right. the same right. as, like, I mean, basketball where the hoop looks huge and –
1: yeah. I mean, the, the the hot hand is not a real thing, but it should happen sometimes. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's been studied and, and shown to be a fallacy, but it's, it's, it's all just random chance a lot of times. And, you know, you hear announcers say all the time, you know, like when you're on a hot streak, the ball just finds, just finds grass. And like, is that when you're on a hot streak or you're on a hot streak because it's always finding grass, you know, like which one is the causation thing? Sometimes, you know, you, you just go for a stretch where your BABIP is 800, and all of a sudden, it is not. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of lost the thread there, but. <laughs> Probably answer some questions. I'm then. sure Tyler Van Bruckler is a great coach. I just want to throw that out there. I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> Hitting coaches, like, if shit goes awry, they're the, f- <laughs> a ride. They the first to go, because I just don't think they have that big of an impact on these guys. Especially nowadays. These guys work so hard in their craft, like.
0: Yeah. Maybe we're getting that point with even like pitching coaches too. If if like more people do like Trevor Bauer and doing their own things and making their own pitches, if everybody's got these cameras they can use. Yeah. Like pitchers are gonna or pitching coaches might become more just ego strokers, just helping guys like make sure they feel good about the pitches they're using.
1: But and and I, I can imagine um,
0: Carl Willis they, telling Trevor Bauer to stop using his changeup or something because –
1: Yeah, right? Like, dang, <laughs> quit throwing curveballs. No.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm going to go over here and talk to Kluber now.
1: <laughs> hey, Kluber, why don't you back off with a slider? Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> What's my job
0: here? <laughs> I'm going to go talk to Shane Bieber now and cry. Hey, want
1: to work with the fastball? Board? Locate your fastball. Okay, coach bummed
0: <laughs> i'm such a good coach high fives himself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So every monday we ask everybody on twitter and facebook for their questions but then everybody the in baseball everybody in the world is polled and wants. um so our first one is going to be at clee sports picks how many 2019 all-stars are on the current roster merit four that's quick let me guess who you have is it okay Lindor? yeah, actually, yeah.
1: No, i'll say four and then you okay. guess who i'm picking
0: Lindor, Ramirez, Kluber, Bauer. Did you go really simple with this? No, yeah, I went with um, Clevenger and Bauer actually. Oh my god! I know. I think he's gonna have a big
1: year, and, and oh he's cute god. too, which
0: <laughs> Clevenger, listen, yeah, I like he, Mike Clevenger a lot.
1: He's a total cutie. What are you talking about? He's got the beautiful hair. He's got a nice <laughs> smile. He's got an adorable family. Oh, he's a total. He's definitely the cutest of the entire Indians pitching staff right now. I love Carlos. No, Carrasco. Carlos Carrasco got,
0: is. I was. No, he's got the dimples. I agree with you. <laughs> and that little like chin thing he's got going on. Yes, no, I
1: know he's got kind of a he's got kind of a, a coy look to him. Yes, if you want to talk play-
0: smiles from our pictures, it's Carlos Carrasco has the most adorable smile.
1: I mean, I just think of their neck and neck at this point, and then and then I think Ch- I think Shane Bieber is going to really show up this year. I mean, he you know I, he's, he's 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 always got that scruff thing going on. He's too, too classically he's handsome.
0: Oh, are we talking about actual Billy oh, now? Oh no!
1: Oh oh, this guy's just too handsome. Oh oh, <laughs> uh. what the hell? kind of a thing is this?
0: He's just like the—he's a generic <laughs> character in a movie that that you're just supposed to identify with. Yes, like he's no, right, yeah, he's generically handsome.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's John um, Everyman or Joe Protagonist or something. I've already forgotten like Red that, Dead yeah.
0: Redemption too. He's um the main character. Why am I forgetting his name?
1: Arthur Arthur, Arthur yeah. Morgan. He's Arthur Morgan. He's nothing like Arthur Morgan. Morgan Arthur Morgan is a he's. He's going through a lot, all right? But he's a bad man. He's just
0: very generically handsome, Arthur Morgan. He's, you're supposed to just identify and put yourself within him. He's
1: not that handsome, really. You can make him I pretty think Len- I think Lenny's more handsome.
0: <laughs> I'm I-
1: doing, doing a second playthrough. I've been doing clean-shaven Arthur this time around. So he's very, very
0: That's sharp, a good again. switch up for the play. Everything else is the exact same. But now I know, I'm, also mur- I'm also murdering everybody <laughs> I see. What was the question? You know. I don't know
1: but yeah that's uh, I, I, oh, that's not oh, too far Four all-stars
0: no I said four. four but mine was Kluber and Bauer instead of Kluber okay I I just what about a sleeper pick it's too easy to just pick two Jose Ramirez and Lindor and then two random pitchers because you're probably going to be right but do you have a sleeper oh, no, anyway
1: well uh ooh, that's a tough one actually because you, you got to think about positional also uh, outfield is kind of eaten up pretty much <laughs> It's, and it's also much not going to happen.
0: Who's going to yeah, beat out Mookie Betts, it. Mike Trout? You know, just a couple. And,
1: and Aaron Judge, I guess, is the third one there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I
0: guess Brad Hand is a sleeper there.
1: Uh, yeah, I, got that. I mean, that's a thing, too. It would probably be a, a Brother, relief yeah. Brad Hand could pull it off. I mean, if Simber – I think Simber is a good sleeper pick, actually, because if he figures out how to throw a pitch that can get uh, lefties out, then he is going to be lethal. Like if he, if he if he puts a changeup together in some way, he's going to be a just a filthy pitcher. But that's fair. that that there's a lot of if there. So
0: yeah, and maybe I don't maybe know Carlos. Santana, Santana yeah, I was going to say is Carlos Santana too far of a stretch? I guess I'd have to look through and see the first baseman are. Or... Yeah, I mean oh, that's probably track. is too far of a stretch because Mitch Moreland will probably get. Some votes <laughs> of course and... he will. Um...
1: There are really a lot of not not good first basemen when you start thinking about it, huh?
0: Yeah, no, that's the, been the trend for a long time. Nobody wants these big lumbering first basemen that can't do much What's anything
1: else. Crap? They're my, they're my, it's just bullcrap because it's one of my favorite positions, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I missed the days of the big Russell Brainy somehow being useful. Let's see. In
1: 2018, the best first baseman in the American League was Matt Olson, The A's guy, Really? Right? Yeah.
0: Well, Matt yeah, Olson was really good. 247, yeah. 335,
1: 453 was his batting line. After that, you got cj crone good
0: lord okay maybe carlos santana is gonna be an all-star this year
1: <laughs> santana could sneak in there at first base because he's a he, he is the 11th highest wins above replacement by a first baseman in all of baseball last year
0: so yeah got to wow show. golly <laughs> um so our next one at nick Yuskevich. he wants to know since progressive field has one of the biggest splits in favor of left-handed hitting should the indians front office put a bigger emphasis on left-handed pitching for the future or should they build a oh huge gosh. pendulum that swings along the right field wall and stops during only half innings? I like that idea better. It's just a giant wall that blocks it um, to block hits. But yeah, it's true. Like I looked at it through the baseball perspective annual just to check the the park factors. And the Indians over the last three years, the the advantage that left-handed hitters get in progressive field is higher than any other field for any any-handed batter. Like even the Great American Ballpark in Colorado. Nothing is better than the 120 park factor which means that the left-handed hitters have a 20% higher run rate and home run rate. It's like I think the home run is like 7 117. So 70% more home runs, but that's higher than anybody except for lefties in Boston who would get over there, that tiny little wall there. Um I just don't Does this gentleman just not
1: remember anything before two two or three years ago? <laughs> Do you remember when the Indians only had left-handed hitters?
0: Yeah, they're pretty close to that now. But he's asking specifically about getting left-handed pitchers. Left-handed, which pitchers I think the answer not. to that is, it's just hard to get good left-handed pitchers. <laughs> like to focus on shutting down the lefties that come in and mash and progressive field.
1: You know who really pulled that off really well for a minute there was the White Sox. Actually, uh, there was a brief period there. Was it two years ago? I guess it was. Was Quintana a
0: lefty too? Yeah, so, Quintana's a Quintana. lefty. They had
1: Chris Taylor Del- and they had Rodon. Yeah, I mean that was a. All of a sudden, like like for for just a glimmer there, it was like they're going to have a, a rotation of only left handed hitters or pitchers, and that was going to be really neat. And they were going to be the the bet noir of the Indians for years to come as they battled. Uh, it went sideways for them.
0: <laughs> Which that wouldn't be a terrible but, strategy for the Indians if if you can manage this, you know, get Chris Sale and peak Jose Quintana in the same rotation. That's fine.
1: Well, and I mean that's just the thing. Like you're you're it's it's already hard to find good pitchers. The Indians are already. You know, more blessed than anyone has ever been with the rotation they've put together, seemingly by accident. And it's just the, the fact that they're able to deal with, you know, uh, a quarter of the baseball playing population as opposed to or th- three quarters, as opposed, as opposed to one quarter. It, it's just, it's just how odds work, I guess. Uh, who was our last good left-handed starter? I guess CC. No, no, Cliff Lee.
0: Cliff Lee's Who's a righty. Left-handed. No, Cliff Lee's right.
1: I guess it was probably CC then. Uh let's see 2015. Uh those are guys who are all left-handed. There's Cody Anderson. Just calling attention <laughs> to that. Bookmark. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I know, uh, TJ House? Oh boy. Remember TJ House? Yeah. Yeah, he was he was good. He was good for a, for a blip there. 102 innings in 2014 at 3.35 ERA. He was he was all right.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably CeCe. Like, you got to go back that far.
1: I I'm, mean, I'm in 2012, was there anyone good left Because then you start walking into some names you just didn't want to remember at all.
0: But I wonder if they just don't have a focus on it. I think they've clearly focused on left-handed hitters in recent years. But maybe it's just been the math has worked out that getting left-handed pitchers is too expensive to to build mm-hmm. a rotation around, so they just hope for the best with right-handers that can... Um, I didn't look into it, but I wonder if the Indians' right-handed pitchers obviously not like the Corey Kluber's and Clevagers and Bowers, but I would look at like the relievers they get in the four and five guys they get, if they are also pretty good splits against lefties, like that's a focus they have. Cause then you still mm-hmm. get the cheap, cheaperness of a right-handed pitcher who can also shut down the lefties that can just destroy progressive field.
1: Oh, David Huff. Oh God. Where have I found my, you
0: found guy? down the rabbit hole, Merritt. I'm pulling you <laughs> oh, out. <no>. Uh, <laughs> 20, <laughs> You're in the draft. Uh,
1: 2010, 2010. I got to go here. you got to fight oh, this
0: Kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, I think that's that's the simple answer, right? They they probably will, would love to, but it's hard to build around left handed pitchers. Yeah,
1: you know, I mean, it's just, I, I and the fact of the matter is, too, you got to play eighty one other games in other parks, right? And I know, you know, it's nice if you could just if you could just sock away fifty wins, and then just play five hundred ball on the road, you know, that way you're a ninety win team no matter what you do, and you can just you know you see what else happens. But it's just it's hard and. the 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 ultimate goal for building a team should i think should just be getting like you know you'll you'll get a team like the the athletics i think is an interesting choice and you have a player you know one of the best players is chris davis who's just a just a just a bomb launcher you know and he plays 81 games in one of if not the hardest to homer park in all of baseball but it doesn't seem to bother him any. So he'd really just gather talent and you, and you go from where you can. It would be cool. Like you said, if they could just make all their guys left-handed, but
0: And they have a better chance of building that pendulum and having it be legal. Right. Right. <laughs>
1: so... and, and, and at the same time too, like, like even if they're elite left-handers, they're still going to be worse against right-handed hitters than left. And there's just way more right-handed hitters than there are left-handed hitters. So yeah, there's not that many left-handed hitters anymore.
0: No. Which is me weird, like just lefties are disappearing from baseball for the most part.
1: No, I know. It's, it's lefty erasure. If, if you ask me, <laughs> which nobody does, I'm actually going to find out uh, the the best left-handed hitter last year. Uh, I don't know how to sort by hand in this fuck.
0: <laughs> how we find our last question at <laughs> So, at Hoodring, he wants to know, how bad has Corey Kluber regressed this season? And is it unreasonable to think he ended up being the fourth best starter behind Bauer, Clevenger, and Carrasco on the team this year? Um I think Trevor or Clory Kluber is going to get a lot less exciting. I think based on last season, we saw that he can't strike out as many batters as he could, but he's also like reworking himself as just this zero walk machine. He's still got the stuff to work in the zone, but maybe he can't strike out 11 batters per nine innings anymore. Um, So I think he's going to be less exciting. I think he could easily be the fourth best pitcher on the team just because how good everybody else is. I don't think he's overall going to regress a whole lot by his ERA. He's projected to be still lead the team in war. And I think, You said before that he's the the odds-on favorite to win the Cy Young according to Vegas, so he's not going to decline as an overall pitcher. I think he's going to just strike out less and also walk less. And but Bauer, Clevenger, Carrasco could all, I mean, pass him, right? Like if he's just a very good pitcher this year and not Cy Young, Corey Kluber, those three could pass him. That's that's just how good the rotation is.
1: I don't think Carrasco will pass him. I think we've seen the best of Carrasco as much as we've seen the best of Kluber. I think they'll both be very good pitchers. But I mean. The fact of the matter is, too, and I, I know it's, you know, you have to look within the context of where we are in baseball, but uh, in 2017, he struck out 34% of all batters, which is far and away the highest rate he ever hit. Prior to that, the highest rate was 27.7 or 28.3 in 2014, 27.7. And then last year, this past year, 2018, was the, it tied for 2016 as his strikeout rate did. So I I don't know. I mean, Yes, he's definitely going to decline because that's just what happens to, to pitchers, obviously. But I don't think he's going to be... I don't know what. He was 15th in strike... He was still 15th in strikeout rate in, 20, in 2018. Like That's still above Mike Clevenger. So.
0: I can't believe I you're, you're disrespecting Carlos Carrasco. First a smile. Now he is his everything I'm just else. Say- How dare he's, you, sir?
1: I have written... <laughs> countless articles about how i think he's a great pitcher but he's just that's the thing he's he's just the third best pitcher in a fantastic rotation he's also 31 years old
0: i mean he didn't decline at all last year. he got better last year and that was like one of his best years
1: it was one of his better years yes but i again i it's not he's not gonna get better and better he also you have to well that wasn't really one of his better years?
0: look at his strikeout rate and walk rate and era and I mean, they're all pretty
1: close to a lot of other years. Right, but it's still
0: like he's not declining.
1: Well, I disagree because that's how age works.
0: <laughs> he has reversed it. His smile has stopped. The, devil, the Grim he Reaper. He smiles
1: at death. His death goes, no, not today, actually. You're a good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: I I, I I, mean, Bauer is, I, I'm not saying is sure to surpass him, but. I mean, you know, he's, he was better than uh, Kluber was for the period they both pitched together. Yeah, and I think Clevenger is really the is really the wild card in this that, that could really bump Kluber, you know, down another notch because will he improve? He didn't. I mean, statistically, he didn't really improve from his tw- from twenty um, seventeen a whole ton. He pitched more innings, which was definitely important. And it looks better, you know, in, in with certain counting stats. But he did strike out less people. He also walked less people. Um, if he could get his grounder rate up, I don't know. He's, but it's not. Like he, he made some massive leap last year. So see, it's it, that's a curious one because the, see how he'll what he'll do to make a leap. I guess he's he's 28, so he's he should be hitting his peak in the next year to you know yearish. But what that looked look like, I don't know. He's been spending a lot of time with Trevor Bauer. Obviously, no one has been able to seem to see him. Has he been, I think he has a couple of like five or six innings now in, in the spring, and so I've watched it, man. <laughs> but I don't know that, that, that he is. I think is though is the one to watch to see if he'll knock Kluber off or off whatever perch he might be. Oh, on. yeah. But again, sure. it's it's all about like he's only has he has one inning of or one season of two hundred innings. Corey Kluber has like six or seven or something like that. I mean, he's just he, he struck out less people than Kluber did. He has a worse grounder rate uh, at 28 than Kluber does at 31 thirty one, thirty two, or whatever. He walks too many. He walks more people. So uh, again, it's 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 seeing what kind of leap he makes, if any. If not, he, I I think that's, I think I think Clevenger twenty eighteen is Kluber's floor, which is saying something, right?
0: <laughs> so let's put our mark on it. Where do you rank the five pitchers? Um, just one through five. Whoever had the whoever who do you think is gonna have the better season this year between all five of them?
1: I mean, I mean, it's just,
0: I don't know, probably just
1: Bauer, Kluber, Clevenger, Carrasco. Uh, I don't know, I'm going to put Carrasco above Clevenger. It's pretty much everything's going to hold the same as it always has, except I think uh, Bauer, will as did last year but Bauer, will just leapfrog Kluber. How
0: dare you.
1: And Shane Bieber will be number <laughs> double one, 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 one. I mean, Bieber's number an easy one. five,
0: but that just tells you how good everybody yeah. else is. Um,
1: right, well, whatever, we don't know anything about Shane Bieber yet.
0: Yeah, I mean... He's pretty good.
1: Last year was an experiment. We'll see if he can actually, you know, be more than just a batting practice. Now, if I let
0: you include Cody Anderson, where do you put our big sweaty son?
1: Cody Anderson is a special case. And <laughs> it's hard to really judge where he ends up or what's He's what a special he is,
0: kind of talent that we can't just judge from he, a distance. He
1: is, he's, um, transcendent isn't the right word, but it's not <laughs> the wrong word. He's something more than just a pitcher. He's, he's something special.
0: He's an entity.
1: Um, I would so love if he somehow cracked the rotation. I don't know. He's dominating. What's happening? We can't stop him. He's sweating all over everything.
0: (laughs) He's so much into the ball.
1: We keep on trying to get him to sign the same to Triple A, but sweats too much (laughs) and all the ink runs. (laughs) Then we tried laminating it, but he just sweats it, and then the 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 dry erase marker just just wipes right off.
0: (laughs) So my very correct ranking is Bauer, Carrasco, Kluber, Clevenger, Bieber.
1: I just think you're ranking Carlos Carrasco How all too dare high. You,
0: he's an American dream in every sense of the word.
1: I, I'm with you. I'm just saying he's he's the he's the best very good pitcher there is.
0: I think he's got one. I think this might be his last year being like at this elite level, but I still think he can do another couple years of it. No, he's got this year and next year. I will fight you, Merritt. You will never <laughs> fight me. I'll run. I'll run away from you. And keep on running. <laughs> I think he has the uh, the ability to, to be an elite pitcher for a couple more years. I least. mean, it's
1: just, he's, the only reason, I he's never, I, I what, think he's Merit? one step behind elite. He's never <laughs> truly shown anything over a whole season to be elite. He's thrown some absolutely dominating games and really thrown a bunch of stinkers, too. I mean, he has thrown some of the worst games <laughs> I've seen pitched by an Indian. <laughs>
0: That's that's mostly behind him, I think, right? That was a few years ago where he was the head case and throwing these garbage games once in a while. And
1: let me, let's go to the game log. Let's real not. Quick let's and... not go to the game log real quick, <laughs> man. Let's
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the game log
1: because yeah, oh, last year he had a he had an outing, nine innings, uh, no runs, that's fine. nine uh, innings, fourteen
0: See? strikeouts. That's great. It's pretty That's all good. we need. Pretty good. It's pretty good. That's uh, good. then good. he
1: also had a couple here. Here's one against the White Sox. No game score because he had 4.1 <laughs> innings and gave up – well, it's only three runs. But he had 3.2 innings, six earned runs. I mean – It's fine. Three innings, five it earned happens. runs, 3.2 innings, uh, five earned runs, four earned run- – So, you know, he had a couple of shitty outings. He also had a couple of dominant. That, but that, <laughs> that's the fun part about him. He just has these stupid outings. You're like, what the hell is happening here? And then other he just <laughs> – and then he hits other one, go, What the hell's happening here? That's why, and that's why I love him. He's just he swings back and forth. Always have a great time.
0: <laughs> Always on the border of crying and cheering. It's really great, <laughs> really enjoyable for me.
1: The, the, the man yeah. is
0: all emotions at once. Either way, it's going to be a great rotation. So
1: he should shave his beard.
0: How how dare you? How I said no.
1: Yo, what if there's just nothing there? <laughs> Not even like just face, but just like
0: a void. Avoid.
1: Just a void. You how can he hear it hum to. while he's
0: on the mound when he shaves yeah, his it. beard. If, if you listen uh. to there's,
1: yeah, there's just a deep howling. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> oh, that's just a voice from beyond. Oh, well, that's normal.
0: That lives in Carlos Carrasco's chin gap where it used to be. Yeah,
1: yeah. The only reason the, the, the Dark Lord Cthulhu can't get out is because the space isn't big enough.
0: <laughs> he was unshaven at one point, wasn't he? At the very I don't beginning? Think so.
1: I think he just had a little chin like
0: dash. Wait, rookie. I'm trying to type really softly, but it never worked. Carlos, make clicking clock noises. I know, right? No, oh boy, that is not natural. <laughs> oh no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he had. Ooh, that's not.
1: What is that?
0: When he was with the Phillies, he didn't have it. Oh God. Moving on. Oh, that is not good, Carlos. Keep that beard. Don't listen to merit. The void. <laughs> the he's got void such like, must a fun mustache, man. too. It's so I great. Know. It's good. It was the only one that was better before with Danny Salazar, but he doesn't count anymore. So
1: I think he will be the dark horse to win the saying this year. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Is he, he's throwing a baseball now, at least. That's a step up.
1: Hey, you know, I mean, yeah, we, we all throw a baseball every now and again. So look at me. I'm, I'm a major <laughs>
0: leaguer. All right, man. That's going to do it with your Carlos Carrasco. Um. I was going to say hypocrisy, but it's not disparagement the word. is the no, word. No. You're looking for. I'm going more religious here. What is that word? Blasphemy.
1: No. Oh, okay. That's a good one.
0: Your blasphemy of Carlos. Heresy. Carrasco. Heresy. That's a Heresy. That's the one I'm looking for <laughs> of Carlos Carrasco. That'll do it for our episode this week. We'll talk to everybody next week when we're one step closer to opening day and one step closer to Merritt realizing he's wrong, about Carlos Carrasco. And um, Oscar I'm wrong about a lot of things. So <laughs> talk to you I'll,
1: ne- I'll never apologize.
0: <laughs> the music's already halfway over Merritt. You're drowned out by now. It's gone. Ha, <laughs>